All right, new variants. Still a high rate of coronavirus cases, so we figured we'd talk to Dr. Joseph Gastaldo, infectious disease specialist, Ohio Health. Dr. Gastaldo, how Good are morning. You? Hey, good morning. I hope you guys are all doing well. You surviving? We yeah, are. we are. We're all we're all healthy <laughs> right now. Very good. How <laughs> wonderful is that? Hey, I, I mentioned earlier in the show this new Gallup poll that was out that 41% of people uh, agree with the path of the CDC that they have a clear uh, response compared to 32 that approve it. Is that an issue when people start losing faith in the people who are directing us on what to do? Uh, potentially, yes. You know, for years, um, the gold standard of what we do look at in public health for the entire world is the CDC. And it's still that way today. You know, the CDC and the FDA were set up to be apolitical, and they still are today. And we need them to be apolitical. And, you know, even when it comes to, uh, for example, third doses of vaccines, that is not a political decision. And I, I will throw a little shade uh, from the Biden administration. The decision on having third doses of vaccines needs to be based on apolitical professionals at the level of the FDA and the CDC. It's not a political decision uh, whether or not we give third doses to people. Now, I know the Biden administration, doctor, uh, like September 20th, they were saying, if you want the third shot, the booster shot, you can go ahead and get it. But the CDC is kind of like they, they felt their back was to the wall. They weren't ready to actually say that until the Biden administration did. Well, to be honest, though, this, the study needs to be looked at. You know, uh, again, just to repeat, I, I will throw some shade on the Biden administration. If we're talking about Pfizer specifically, they submitted a third dose trial to the FDA and the CDC. That needs to be looked at and vetted at the level of the FDA and CDC before that vaccine becomes available for the country, for anybody to be receiving it. And again, that, that's part of the process. The way we review vaccines is the gold standard of the world. No other country does it the way we do. And it really needs to be based on data. And for example, I want to know, hey, if you get a third dose, what does the side effect profile look, look like? Right. We don't know that yet because the clinical trials for those booster doses are not yet available. They've not been vetted. We don't want to rush that. The process was set up on purpose, and we don't want to rush the process. And again, uh, it's not a political decision to get a third dose out. We want to base those decisions based on data. So as it stands right now, if you get the second shot or one with the J&J, uh, Moderna, Pfizer, doesn't matter. So far, so good with the, there's no need. I mean, what we see, they're lasting, the antibodies. Well, it really depends on what kind of protection you want. So uh, we'll start uh, looking at this from a high-level overview. When you get vaccinated, you get two parts of your immune system that are stimulated. One are antibodies. Antibodies are what prevent you from getting infection. Over time, antibody levels do come down. Another part of your immune system is your memory cells or your T cells. That part of your immune system lasts for a long time, perhaps years indefinitely. That part of your immune system is what protects you from severe outcomes, hospitalizations, and death. So, you know, uh, if you want to get a third dose, it'll give you another layer of protection against infection, which is good. But uh, if you don't get a third dose, 
the protection that you have preventing you from having severe outcome is still there. So you would just either be asymptomatic or have cold or flu symptoms if you don't get that additional dose. Now, we've been dealing with the Delta variant for some time. All of Ohio is in the red with a high rate of infection. Now we're hearing about the latest variant. I think it's the Mu variant, and it's been spotted in 49 states, including here in Ohio. What can you tell us about that variant? How does it different from the Delta and the original strain? Yeah, the first thing I want to tell people is variant shmariant. We're going to get through the whole Greek alphabet. (laughs) Don't worry about the variants. We need to study the variants and respect the variants. You know, we are covering it too much in the media. So here's what we know about the, the mu variant. Basically, we don't know a lot about it. They took the mu variant and they created what's called a pseudovirus. And then they put that in a test tube and they got the blood of people who were vaccinated. And again, depending on when you were vaccinated, you may have high or low levels of the antibody. And they showed that the new variant is not as uh, inactivated as much by people who are vaccinated. And again, there's more to the immune response than just antibody levels. So what I'm looking for is a breakthrough infections that result in hospitalizations. And we're not seeing that. The vast, vast, vast majority of the people we're seeing in the hospital still today at Ohio Health are people who have not been vaccinated. Uh, Dr. Joseph Costato, Ohio Health Infectious Disease Specialist. Uh, um, with kids, it seems that the Delta variant, kids are are getting it. I, I could be wrong, but it just seems that more kids are getting it. It's spreading to kids more. I did see the other day, year to date, kids are still um, uh, dying more from the flu than the than COVID. But are we handling kids right? It seems like if someone gets it, you know, we're canceling games, we're canceling homecoming, we're clearing out classes, telling them to stay home for two weeks. When it comes to the kids, and they definitely get it, uh, and they're, it's spreading at a pretty high rate, are we doing the right thing with the kids? Yeah, so kids do need to be protected, and I'm a huge advocate of saying kids need to be in school. Um, but, you know, we are seeing more Delta infection in kids because, number one, they're not vaccinated. And uh, number two, it's a Delta variant, you know, it's a resulting in a higher viral load. Uh, nationally and locally here in Columbus Nationwide Children's Hospital, we're seeing more hospitalizations in children. And remember, low risk is not zero risk or no risk. And, you know, just like a flu and just like uh, COVID-19 in adults, uh, we are seeing people with really no past medical history uh, who are getting sick and being hospitalized. Now, granted, in kids, it is more so in people who have underlying conditions. But again, it's not zero risk. And as a result of children uh, playing together and being back in school, we're going to see more COVID-19 in schools. How about kids? I was going to add, what about kids who have been vaccinated? Are they even at even lower risk than adults to get sick from this? So if your child is over 12, been vaccinated, they've been in contact with someone with COVID, are the rules still apply, like the same rules as adults, or would they be even less likely to get sick because they're younger, healthier, et cetera? Yeah, you're right. So uh, regardless of your age, if you are vaccinated, you are less likely to get infections, not zero. But most importantly, if you get infection, you are much less likely uh, to have a severe outcome. You're either going to be asymptomatic or have cold or flu symptoms. And again, for children, the only ones who are eligible uh, to get vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine uh, are those 12 and older. So there is a big part of the population uh, who doesn't have access to vaccines because the vaccines aren't authorized below the age of 12. Are you thinking, Dr. 
Scaldo, that we've got maybe four to five more weeks before that we reach, you know, the limit of, of what we're seeing as far as, uh, you know, people being infected. Uh, but now we're going into the colder months, forcing people inside. What are you seeing uh, towards the end of the year as far as the infection rate and how the vaccines are going? Yeah, so that's the huge wild card. So if you look at what we're in the middle now of in Ohio, we are in the middle of our Delta surge. And we started later than Missouri and Florida. If you look at their positivity numbers, uh, they peaked and actually have come down. So in Ohio, we're lagging behind that. Okay. I do see us getting through the Delta surge over the next uh, three to four weeks. Obviously, the wild card are people getting together and how really uh, people uh, behave in their private lives. Uh, and, and we really need the people have them wearing masks in public, indoors. Um, and again, we, we will get through the Delta variant surge. I expect us to get through that sometime in October. But then the whole wild card is this winter. Mm-hmm. You know, we have more respiratory viruses that are out there. We have RSV uh, coming uh, now in children. Uh, we're going to have flu this year. Here at Ohio Health, we're seeing other respiratory viruses because we all have COVID fatigue. I have it. You have it. We want this to go away. But this virus is not going away. We have to learn to live with it. And um, eventually, eventually, not yet, it's, we're going to think of it as a flu type thing, which we see uh, more so in winter months. But we're not there yet. And where, when you say it's COVID fatigue, absolutely. And when you talk about, hey, we're heading into our traditional flu season, people are like, is there anything that I can get sick from that isn't COVID? I mean, it seems like everything is COVID. The minute you get a sniffle, oh, you've got the COVID. When it could be just an upper respiratory infection or just a case of the flu or just a winter cold. Absolutely. There are many, many respiratory viruses besides this coronavirus. There's other coronaviruses. There's rhinoviruses. There's influenza. You are absolutely right. Now, last year, because of mask wearing and because of lockdowns and everything, we didn't see a lot of other respiratory viruses. Right. Because of uh, this year, people being more relaxed. Guess what? We're seeing more respiratory viruses. But we really want people to pay attention to COVID-19 at this point in time because we still have people who need immunity. We still have people who have not yet been vaccinated. We have made wonderful strides here in Ohio, but we still have work to do specifically in more rural counties where vaccination uptake is still in many counties below 40%. Where do we stand for the shot for kids under 12? And will it be something like age group six to 12, five to 12? What are we looking at as a date and what year bracket are we looking at? Yeah, so I I do think that we will likely have a vaccine available for the 5 to 12 age group uh, sometime this winter or no more than later than January 2022. The the studies uh, for Pfizer have been submitted. You know, the FDA on purpose asked them, the companies, to have more safety mechanisms because they're children and we don't want to rush the process. We want them to do this with no rushing at all. So what the FDA asked them to do was to increase the size of volunteers in the studies. And the FDA also asked them to lengthen the time of observation uh, to see if there's any adverse reactions in a longer period of time. When they did the adult studies, uh, they said, hey, we want you to wait a total of eight weeks or two months to look for any adverse reactions after the study was done. And for children, they want to take that out four to six months. Again, we want them to not cut any corners at all when it comes to safety with these vaccines for younger individuals. All right, great info. Thanks for your time as always, Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.